<laughs> Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and End podcast, post-Thanksgiving edition. We have to get our brains back into <laughs> training. Sounds like you ate too much turkey. Well, you're still you're still gobbling, gobbling. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, here we are on a Sunday doing this again. But um, and uh, I'm glad that you uh, got a chance to join us here uh, this weekend. Um, you were off last weekend, so <laughs> we can give you a give you a weekend off. That's good. Once so. So, uh, let's see, SPY Daily, what do we got? Um, so we can see that, um, you know, we had a inside day um, on the half day, right? Very, very small range, very sideways, very choppy. Uh, so we didn't have uh, much to, to really go on there with the SPY. And you can see that we're sitting uh, just below the July highs. Um, the way it's been creeping up here, I mean, Monday was a big burst to the upside. And uh, before that, of course, we had our jump on CPI numbers and stuff. But um, it's just kind of been creeping up. It just looks like there's a magnetic draw to this uh, July high. Um, so I I kind of lean towards it wants to test it. Um, usually the week following, um, you know, Black Friday, you know, isn't like a rollover completely type of week where things just tank it's it's usually still supported by the november seasonality backdrop and then the expectations for for, for december um so you you know if you're if you're trying to bet on it you know just dropping into the abyss um and because it's gone up so much um i would i would tend to change your thinking a little bit to uh, looking at the slope and maybe you know a, a discount along that slope but not necessarily falling it's always a trader's um, problem mentally that they look at how far something has gone and so they go high minus low instead of looking at you know the slope and um, you know looking at premium or discount along that slope line like linear regression or something so um, you know I think that the probability is it wants to go and tackle that previous high. And we're so close, right? Makes sense. See what happens then. And it's not that we can't get some kind of a drop or a, a speed bump in in December. It's definitely possible. We've had it before. Back in 2018, we had a substantial drop in December. I think in order to to knock this down, it's going to require some kind of a catalyst. And yeah, we're always vigilant to watch for that and sometimes there's surprises in the market that can't be predicted or forecast or even thought about uh, that's why they call them black swans sometimes um, so we're you know always vulnerable to that at, at some point but all things considered with the vix dropping and the slope that we're on i would say that we want to tackle that high uh, now with the queues they've already exceeded that high we had in July, which came a bit earlier than this, the S&P did um, in the month. But and now we, we broke above it and we're kind of um, uh, sitting, chopping around a little bit as some of the mega caps, you know, took a little bit of, of profit taking off the table and uh, just a little bit more concern. And we'll get into some other uh, data here shortly that shows that the breadth of the market has increased and uh, the mega caps have softened a bit. 
So the Q's uh, still above the, or actually, you know, this former former resistance got broken. So could it become new support? It's definitely possible. This is the sector performances for Friday and for the week. Um, on Friday, we could see a bit more of a defensive posture, and that showed up in our risk off list. It performed much better than the um, risk on list. And uh, so communication services was down at the bottom, and uh, even tech was down there as well. So healthcare, which is in our defensive list, and consumer defensive, obviously, in a defensive list. We don't have energy in there, and energy's was at a, at a pretty good Friday, um, which was a half trading day, of course. And uh, for the week, uh, it did really well. So there you have it. It was a green week for all of the sectors on the broad sector side of things. Looking at our ETFs, here's the market ETFs and then the sec sector ETFs. We can see they were also green. The standout was, of course, Energy, XLE, and then followed by XLV Healthcare. As far as the Four Horsemen here, it was IWM that came. So we had some positive sentiment concerning small caps again that swung into play. And of course, uh, Monday was, was one of the bigger days for that. And um, it still held up reasonably well for the week. And Q's was beat up by the SPY slightly there. Okay. I uh, wanted to point out as well this relative volume. Look at these relative volumes, how, how bad that was on Friday. This is a snapshot from Friday. You can see the fumes. So, um, you know, I had some traders kind of complaining about how choppy and, you know, lack of the market doing anything. Really pay attention to what type of day it is. Uh, you know, what's the, how's the volume doing, things like that. And don't try to, don't strive to make something happen if there's nothing happening. Just walk away, do something else. You know, don't take unnecessary risk and try to make something happen. Sometimes on those types of days, again, it was a Black Friday, you got maybe nothing to do. You don't, you don't want to go shopping or whatever. You don't have anything going on. And, you know, you got time. So you sit down and you try to make something happen. And that's not the way to deal with the, uh, the market okay trade what you can when you can when you have an edge and don't trade if you don't here's the map of the market for the week we can see that um, the mega caps got a little bit softer um, and we can see the broad market kind of kicking in a little bit more um, but there were still some you know earnings standouts um, here and there and um, Anyway, you, you know, you have, a, you have a pretty good splattering of, of some red through every sector, but energy, of course, uh, was doing the best. And X, Exxon is the biggest in the XLE, followed by Chevron. And, uh, and so that has a outsized influence on what happens with the energy ETF XLE, as well as in healthcare. You know, we got uh, Lilly and Johnson Johnson, Pfizer, uh, again, having outsized influence on the XLV so that's uh and you know consumer cyclical is uh, xly is often about what amazon and tesla are doing so even though we have a lot more components but uh outsized influence again 
So here's seasonality for ETFs, last five trading days of November. And the last five days actually started on Friday last week, but you know, such a, half, a light volume half day that I think any influence from these last five days would, would be bumped into these four days of this week, um, of which probably the first three are what really matter because the fourth day is actually the last trading day of the month. And we'll look at that shortly. So what do we see here, Dave? Anything jump out at you? The big risk on day. I mean, got your NASDAQ kind of stuff, long communications, discretionary long. Um, and the stuff, that's, the stuff that's shorter is really right. defensive. So it's just, and that last five days is really robust. It's the biggest time this entire month. Especially well, it's it it is, but then it drops off on the last three days. So it's like it's it should really be clumped in the first part of these five days. So I would think, you know, it, it could be partly because of what tends to happen around this seasonality with shopping, Cyber Monday, things like that. And, and normally the consumer has been supporting the market, even even during uh, you know COVID, and saw we saw some great numbers and great support a lot of online shopping going on so um it i thought it was tapering off this year like it was going to be worse per i guess worse for sales for black friday and possibly for cyber monday too but we'll see what the numbers you know really show and how the market responds to that um so going to a historic perspective we should have you know a good start to the week now that would be the the probability here uh, is that there's more components for you know discretionary communications um, technology you know so the queues you know arc fund upro all this stuff you know showing you that uh, and there's a risk on type uh, profile here as Dave said so that's the ETFs and um we're going to look then for symbols that might have really robust opportunity for these five days because again this this is the performance here the percentage for the five days so we want to find things that have some excellent opportunity and maybe they'll do it in the first couple days of this week so let's roll to the symbols here so we see um etsy you know in the retail again um Roku retail uh, got uh, Tesla AMD so you know semiconductors again all uh, risk on type things and on the other side you have American Barrick um, Alcoa so some basic materials weaker Schlumberger oil after you know and that's the thing after a really robust week for for energy uh, there may be an opportunity to pull back but the odds are only 50 on that so it's not not huge but it could still be a hedge the thing is i think there was going to be some discussion this week coming up with opec and more cuts trying to find a way to support the, the oil prices that had fallen from levels that they like to have the oil at of course so um, there might be something that interferes with a trade like that, but um, you know, Alcoa, GE's kind of a boring stock, and you know that might might be a good hedge. 
Um, and again, if you want to go to the seasonality calendar and slide the slider slightly, it will it can change the view and bring in some of the higher volume or just isolate it to the higher volume stocks. This is what I did here with changing that volume. And you can see that I pulled in more of the bigger names that trade higher dollar volume. So this is in volume in in millions here, like higher dollar volume, higher shares, um, maybe more expensive stocks, just more in the vogue kind of thing. So uh, Tesla, AMD, UNH, you know, NVIDIA, Adobe, all these are slated to have pretty good performance for the week and on the short side. And, you know, it's, it's sometimes like that, Dave. It's, a, it's hard to find good shorts, right? It just is. So you could use ETFs if you can find some stocks that might have alpha over the market and use the uh, mm -hmm. market ETFs or the sector ETFs because the sector ETFs are still uh, statistically muted because they're made up of the, you know, the symbols um, by weight. Uh, so if you can find something that's expected to exceed it, then, um, you know, you've got a good working relationship there. And uh, this is the seasonality for November last day for ETF. So this is the last trading day of the month. And do we see a theme that's similar? There is some overlap, but you also see some moving from this side over to this side. Some of the uh, basic materials uh, components. You see uh, XOP, SLV. Right, so some are moving over here. So this is a bit of a blend of risk on and defensive. And over here, you've got some of the country ETFs like uh, EW Zebra, Brazil, Japan. You've got uh, utilities, regional banks. So over here, it's a uh, Still a little bit more of the defensive stuff and maybe a bit of a blend as well. So gives, you can see that change happening from the five-day projection. Now we're, we're actually still within those five days, but we're focused specifically on the last trading day, so the fifth day. And this is a already declining in its bullishness, so keep that in mind. And then the stocks, um, I mean, GE is still showing up here on the short side. So look for look for something that's persistent for the whole five days. That could be a way to focus. And Roku is still showing up on the long side here. NVIDIA is still showing up on the long side. Now, NVIDIA had a pullback this last week slightly, so there could be you know, it bouncing back uh, and semiconductors at large have been showing up on this side, which makes sense. You know, they're more risk on anyway. Shopify, you know, that's going to play how the retail sales go. Same as Etsy and stuff like that. Apple, even that, you know, with the Black Friday uh, sales and whatever. So uh, this this last trading day for the stocks, you can see again, 332 symbols and pretty balanced between long and shorts, but you can still see not just the bullish decline 
overall, but that it's still skewed to the risk on side. Okay, so this percentage down here just shows you like, you know, how, how what what is the landscape for things moving up versus down? And then, you know, you have to look at what the makeup of the, the longs are versus the shorts in order to get a real good feel of it. And now we roll into seasonality for December, the first trading day. And for ETFs, it's not super robust. It's not as strong as like when we rolled into November, you know, that's a much more bullish first day through first Friday. Um, and actually, you could go and include the first Friday. We should look at that too, because uh, the first trading day is a Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So the first Friday of the month and the first trading day of the month are in fact the same here for December. So could be something to that. Go compare notes between the two and see what you come up with. Um, I only have in this uh, presentation, I only have the first trading day of the month. So I'll let you go look for the first Friday on your own. But this is the ETFs. And so uh, like the last trading day of the month, we saw GDX, J and GDX there. Um, so this has got some exposure to basic materials. And then we're seeing ARC kind of come from the five day uh, over. Now it's uh, changing direction here a little bit, but the odds of going down are not high. So uh, I would put less less weight on that. Uh, a little bit more weight on the socks, maybe. So we have we're supposed to have a good run earlier in the week for semiconductors, and that could roll roll down on the um, on the Friday, the first trading day of December. Okay, and let's go to the next slide here. We've got first day for stocks. Now Roku is flipping over to this side, 66.7% chance of being down. I like that if it if it does actually perform according to the last five days and even the last trading day of the month and then it flips for the first trading day of the month that that could give you a really good starting point for a short like that trade desk as well was on the other side now it's over here. Um, so yeah just just take a look and and compare. The last five days and the last day to the first day and see if you see any uh, reversals. Okay. What's interesting is the spider for the month of December. It's down a quarter of a percent usually. So all this talk of Santa Claus rally, this and that, the whole month usually does minus 0.25%. So <laughs> it is a weak kind of month. It is a weird month. And I think, uh, I think 2018 did sort of impact that a lot. Um, and also probably 2022 with a down month with tax loss selling. And I think those two months have, you know, sort of altered the data that we used to have, which is why it's important to stay pretty relevant. Um, getting not just focused on one year, but like looking at a number of years. This plays out, but, but can you see how the 2018 and 2022 yeah. made a big difference to December's performance, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, here's the Russell. Um, so we had that big, you know, up day on the CPI numbers. And um, anyway, we've ended up uh, kind of 
going into a, a bit of a flag uh, formation here. So this is going to be interesting. It's getting compressed to see which way we break out of this up or down uh, from here. And uh, anything's possible, and we we don't we don't know at the moment. But you could look at again seasonality for some clues. You could also look at some of your indicators going into the web screener and specifically looking for IWM and how it's going to perform over the next three days, the next five days, and that might give you some insights whether it's more likely to break to the upside versus the downside. So if you're prepared for it, that could certainly help. Um, and normally, normally small caps do fairly well in November, and one of the usually one of the better months for it. Um, this has been, you know, pretty good performance for for the Russell, as you can see, where we come for the month. Um, and December is usually supposed to be okay too, not as strong, but um, yeah, you know, go go get your uh, numbers on that and see what you think. The 10-year note did taper off a little bit this last couple of days. And that's just, there was a lot of enthusiasm for this uh, potential rate cut starting in April or May. And a little bit more kind of reality was setting in, I think, to say, well, the Fed is still data dependent and, you know, inflation could kind of, you know, cycle back around again. Um, so they may, you know, not, do that cut or they may they haven't said for sure they haven't said we will never raise rates anymore <laughs> we, they haven't said that they've just said that they're data dependent right uh so the, there was a little bit of tapering off on the 10-year which increases uh, yields uh here's the us dollar it's kind of sitting right on that uh, 200 ma um, and that's a kind of an important level, just kind of smack in the middle. This is what I refer to as mean reversion, not just going to a moving average, but I mean, like where it has, where, where's the, the middle point of all these trades, right? And, um, and it's kind of stuck in the middle. So it could go either way from here. Crude oil, um, again, this is going to be dependent on what happens with OPEC. And, um, you know, energy did really well in spite of uh, crude oil pulling back for a few days here. This is the VIX. Now uh, we talked, Dave and I talked about the VIX declining and being and it's continued to expect that decline and, uh, you know, possibly getting even much lower by April of next year. And that's what when we often find it at its lowest point year over year is uh, sort of in the April, May timeframe. And uh, it's possible that it, uh, you know, it gets even lower from here. So why why is that in spite of all the world's problems well because of uh the use of ai algorithms you know information at large you know lack of uh, maybe as many individual traders and more just institutions kind of doing the same thing they haven't really seen a big need for buying puts to protect uh the capital you know the market's been sentiment's been good Market's been bullish uh, because of the strength of the, our markets and the liquidity of our markets, uh, which has been declining, but still compared to other world markets, um, very attractive and world and you know other countries invest. So we're just seeing a decline in the VIX. It will probably take some kind of a major surprise or catalyst to pop it back up. So I wouldn't be sitting on 
you know, positions like VXX and fighting that decay, waiting for it to decline or to pop back up. If in fact the path of least resistance is still down at this point, based on the seasonality and all that. Um, so yeah, kind of like we were talking about with the spy and the queues and you know the market rolling over and dropping from here, it's it's more likely going to take something to set it off. So in order to get a rise out of the VIX, you're going to have the same requirement. So over to you, Dave, with the economic calendar here. Yeah, there's a couple of themes this week. One is housing. We have new home sales on Monday and um, Case Shiller Home Price Index on Tuesday and the consumer confidence on Tuesday. So we'll get a, a glimpse as to how the consumer's holding up and the effects on housing, especially since the interest rates have come down a bit. Then there's a lot of Fed speak. Again, that seems like they keep again. <laughs> I don't know how, how often these guys have to talk, but there's a lot of Fed speak on Tuesday. And then Wednesday there's an important report, the Fed Beige Book. The Beige Book is um they compile a, re a report where they interview people from the from the different um Fed branches and and other um key business people, right? So they want to get uh, insight on how the economy is doing. So we'll get that on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. And then there's like personal spending, course PCE, some inflation data on Thursday. Again, Friday is more Fed speak and some manufacturing data. So I think the key thing is Wednesday, uh, 2 p.m. That we'll get that Fed beige book and we'll see what they're thinking about the economy. If it's too hot or, or not, right? <clears throat> and then yeah, in terms of I mean, overall, there's nothing like shell shocking this week that would you know make a big yeah. change. Uh, I think you know we'll probably see somewhat of a grinding type market still um, with lower volatility. Uh, but I mean, the, even the PCE could move it pre-market. Um, ISM could move it um, at 10 o'clock on Friday. It's, I've seen that moving before. So, but again, you know, who knows what any of these Fed speakers are going to say. And that's going <laughs> to, it could be one little slip, one little word, and all of a sudden, hey, so. And in terms of earnings, um, just a couple. Yeah. There's Dollar, Dollar Tree on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, Salesforce is a good one. And then on Thursday, Ulta Beauty. So these are still consumer stocks like uh, makeup and low-end consumer. So. Okay, so what's really important this week is, again, we're expecting, the especially the first few days of the week to be more risk-on. So that means more bullish, but that doesn't mean, you know, rocket ship to the moon type markets. No, we're, we're still having really low retail participation on trading. We're seeing institutions, you know, not willing to hedge their bets as much. Um, so really monitor the VIX and see if anything changes there. And, you know, create yourself uh, if then statements with the particular groups that are, are favored to perform so what i would do is look at you know what what etfs are expected to perform the best for the week and you know create your ifs then statements around that and um you know for for the lists well you know if you're unsure based on pre-market conditions things like that the neutral is often the way to go rather than picking a side in the market um, so good good trading everyone this week and uh, it's a nice full week uh, with both the last trading day of the month uh, and the first trading day and the first Friday. And just a reminder to go look at your first Friday 
of December seasonality and compare it with the first day of the month seasonality. Okay. All right. All right good luck. Good trading, everyone.